Salutations, listeners. You're listening to another episode of the Dr. Jazz Podcast, and I'm your host, Nathan Holloway, your doctor for jazz. And it is our mission here at the Dr. Jazz Podcast to cure whatever it is that may ail you through the power and the majesty of jazz music. First of all, let me say a sincere apology for the extended hiatus between episodes. Uh, work's been crazy, a lot of deadline after deadline, and um, but I think I've got a, a grip on that now, so I can get to more podcasts for y'all. Um, if you're listening to the music in the background, you may notice that it's a little different, and that's a clue as to what our spotlight is going to be this episode. We're going to be talking about the correlation between jazz and trains. That's right. Jazz and trains. And I have a lot of buddies who love, love, love trains. So um, this episode goes out to them. I mean, we're talking every kind of range from the ones who just can't wait till it's holiday season just so they can assemble the, the, the train around the tree to those who stop the TV just to listen to the train go by to those who have rooms dedicated to their model trains. So, yeah, this definitely goes out to all of y'all. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, there's a lot, lot, lot of cool music and uh, jazz legends associated with trains. So we hope you dig it. Uh, thank you for listening. And now let's get to some train music. Thank you. 
heading for the station with a pack on my back. I'm tired of transportation in the back of a hack. I love to hear the rhythm of the clickety-clack And hear the lonesome whistle, see the smoke from the stack And pal around with Democratic fellas named Mac So take me right back to the track Jack, choo-choo, choo-choo-chee-boogie Woo-woo, woo-woo-chee-boogie Choo-choo, choo-choo-chee-boogie Take me right back to the track Jack Destination, but alas and alack You need some compensation to get back in the black You take a morning paper from the top of the stack And read the situations from the front to the back The only job that's open needs a man with a knack So put it right back in the rack Jack, choo-choo, choo-choo-chee-boogie Woo-woo, woo-woo-chee-boogie Choo-choo, choo-choo-chee-boogie Take me right back to the track Jack, Gonna settle down by the railroad track Live the life of Riley in the beaten down shack So when I hear a whistle I can peep through the crack And watch the train a-rollin' when it's ballin' a jack For I just love the rhythm of the clickety-clack So take me right back to the track Jack, choo-choo, choo-choo-chee-boogie Woo-woo, woo-woo-chee-boogie Choo-choo, choo-choo-chee-boogie Take me right back to the track Come on in. 
So that was that last track was none other than the Empress of the Blues talking about Miss Bessie Smith with Dixie Flyer Blues from the Chronological Classics series from 1924 to 1925. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. And before that, we heard Choo Choo Chaboogie, which is quite was and probably still is in some circles a very very popular tune uh, by the great great entertainer, saxophonist, vocalist, and uh, composer arranger Louis Jordan, who was actually one of BB King's biggest influences, believe it or not. And Choo uh, Choo Chaboogie also comes from the chronological. Uh, classic series from 1945 to 1946 and continue along that track we heard no pun intended uh, we heard choo-choo simple as that choo-choo by the great Frankie Trumbauer now if that name sounds slightly familiar to you it should because he was uh, Bix Biderbeck's partner in crime on so many of those recordings Uh, but choo-choo comes from uh, Frankie Trumbauer's uh, edition, 1929 to 1931, on the Chronological Classics. Uh, before that, before we got into our Chronological Classics set, part of that set, uh, we heard the world-famous hit Chattanooga Choo Choo, uh, recorded by and made famous by the Glenn Miller Orchestra. Uh, and it was featured in a full-length motion picture called Sun Valley Serenade. Uh, it was one of only, I believe, two films that they, that had a spotlight on the Glenn Miller Orchestra. Sun Valley Serenade was one, and Orchestra Wives was the other. And you want to talk about hits. <laughs> In Sun Valley Serenade, Chattanooga Choo Choo, as we just heard, was one of the big hits from that movie. Um, and, of course, it featured the vocals of Tex Beneke, Marion Hutton, and the Modern Airs. Uh, and then in the other movie, Orchestra Wives, At Last. Yeah, I know. Wait, you're like, wait, 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 wait. Can't be that At Last because Etta James made At Last famous. Well, let me tell you. Before Etta, At Last was made famous by the Glenn Miller Orchestra 
from Orchestra Wives. So there you go. There's your fun fact for the day. Uh, But yeah, Chattanooga Choo Choo. And that song is actually kind of special to me on a couple of levels. I'm just going to share with you. Uh, Because one, I've actually been to the Chattanooga Choo Choo. And if anybody ever gets a chance to kind of get back to some normalcy and travel around and and do some things, uh, I highly, highly, highly um, would push on you to go to Chattanooga, Tennessee and check out the actual Chattanooga Choo Choo because it's a whole, like, uh, I don't want to say like a museum, but like you can actually dine in the cars. You know, you can walk through and you can eat and you can have drinks and all this. It's a whole thing and it's wonderful. And of course, it would help uh, Chattanooga tourism. So there you go. And the second reason why this song is kind of uh, sentimental or, you know, personal to me is that my grandfather. Uh, was born in 1920, and he actually uh, is from Chattanooga, Tennessee, and he used to, like, hop on, you know, trains. He used to be, you know, like one of those kind of boys, you know what I mean? (laughs) Always getting in trouble and, you know, just kind of going wherever the train takes him. So he actually did that, you know what I mean? So um, I always think of him when I hear Chattanooga Choo Choo. It's not just... uh, like, oh, one of those big band tracks, you know what I mean? Like, that one actually has some sentimentality to it. So, And uh, getting back to our set, the very first track that we heard was none other than the great John Coltrane, uh, nicknamed Train. Um, spelled a little bit differently, T-R-A-N-E, but what we heard was Blue Train, which is actually spelled the correct way, T-R-A-I-N. And it actually happens to be his only Blue Note Records album titled Blue Train. And that was the title track from it. And it features so many great artists. Um, Kenny Drew on the piano, Philly Joe Jones on the drums, Paul Chambers on the bass, um, Lee Morgan killing it on the trumpet, uh, John Coltrane, of course, on the tenor saxophone. And I have to say that I'm dedicating that track to uh, the great Curtis Fuller, who was on trombone on that album, because sadly Curtis Fuller just passed away uh, a few days ago. And um, talk about somebody who is just a phenomenal trombone player, uh, very aggressive, you know what I mean? Uh, Trombone lays relatively lazy, because it's got a slide, it doesn't have buttons. And um, Curtis is one of the ones that's right up there with like J.J. Johnson and um, really pushing it. Frank Rosalino, you know what I mean? Uh, Benny Green, other great trombone players like that. Um, But, I mean, besides being a terrific trombone player in his own right, um, he recorded some great tracks with McCoy Tyner, John Coltrane, as you just heard on that album, uh, not to mention being an integral part of Art Blakey and the Jazz Messengers, uh, usually kind of sandwiched between either Lee Morgan or Freddie Hubbard and Wayne Shorter. Uh, so, I mean, that's a hell of a get-up, if you ask me. Um, but yeah, that track is dedicated to the great Curtis Fuller. 
So our spotlight this episode on the Dr. Jazz podcast is trains and jazz. Um, and what kind of spurred this um, was reading something by the great Albert Murray. You know, I'm always like uh, reading here and there and, you know, trying to take in a chapter when I can. And um, Albert Murray is one of the the cats authors, you know, that were really, really featured on the Ken Burns jazz series. Um, I don't take it for its face value. You know, there's a lot that's missing from the Ken Burns series. Uh, I'm not about to get into that cat fight all over again, but, um, I will say this, that there are a lot of authors and artists who were, um, very closely associated with the music that I have over the last 20 years since it's been around. Um, I've dug deeper into in order to get um, a better sense of where they're coming from. From Phoebe Jacobs to Gary Giddens, who turns out that after reading a, a lot of Gary Giddens' work, turns out to be one of my top three jazz authors of all time. Uh, I really, really love Gary and, and the way he writes. Just like Nat Hentoff. I really love Nat Hentoff. Uh, I really got deeper into Nat's writings due to the Ken Burns thing. I've heard of the name, but then, you know, I just dug, 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 dug deeper. So, And Albert Murray is one of those cats as well. And um, Albert Murray said, trains are the, quote, Definitive percussive emphasis in jazz. Now let me say that one more time. Albert Murray says that trains are the definitive percussive emphasis in jazz. So he's saying that that swingability that you hear on a hi-hat is comes from the wheels chugging on a, on a train. Now... Since the first half of the 19th century, keep that in mind, right? Sounds and symbols of trains have been in American music. I mean, there's the issue of freedom, right? From the 1860s, you know, the, the trains represented um, the passage to freedom from you know, the oppressive South where they were holding, you know, um, African-American slaves to go and take the train up north where you could be a free man. Um, Trains are also synonymized with love and hope. I mean, you talk about, like, gospel songs that talk about trains, right? Um, And then you also have the idea that trains uh, can be paired with loss and despair, like a funeral train, you know, um, you know, what is it? 16 black, 16, uh, black train with 16 cars long. Um, yeah. I mean, and, and if you actually go past the, just the, the scope of what we're talking about on this episode, which is jazz and trains, trains are a part of, blues music um, from Muddy Waters and all that to some of the earliest Delta blues. Um, Not to mention you go into Johnny Cash. Uh, 
I mean, his whole guitar percussion, like his whole rhythm was that train sound. That's that's Johnny Cash guitar parts. Sun Sun Records Studios, you know what I mean? Sam Phillips, the whole nine yards, right? So that is an important, important, the train, not only for what it represented, the myriad of things that it represented, but the scope of all the music that was influenced, the scope of American music, I might add, um, that was influenced by trains is incredible. And we're only taking a look at one slice of that. We're only taking a look at the jazz side of things. But um, I think it's worth interesting to note that um, it's some cool stuff. So anyway, enough talking. I apologize. Let's get back to some more great music. And it, we're just going to skip around. We're not doing anything chronological, if you hadn't figured that out already. Because we started with Coltrane, then we went to Glenn Miller, and then we wound up with Bessie Smith. So that gives you an idea of kind of what this episode is going to be like. You're in for a treat. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Dutch Jazz Podcast.
This is for the kiddies that like to ride the train, whether in California or even up in Maine. It makes no difference if you're two and a hundred and two. Riding a horse and buggy is not like the old choo-choo. Down by the station early in the morning, see the little pugger bell is all in a row. See the station master turn the little handle, chug, chug, poof, poof, off they go. Hey, fellas, let's get together and sing a chorus, huh? How about it? All right, happy groovy. Okay, down by the station early in the morning. Sound the little pugger bell is all in the row. Sound the snake all in the handle. Sound the joke match bell is all in the handle. Chuck, chuck, poop, poop, off they go. Hey, boys, you're not together. Let's get together and sing like you never sang before. Sing good. Oh. Station early in the morn. See the little pugger bell is all in a row. See the station master turn the little handle. Chub chub poop poop off they go. Ah, now it's happening. We're really moving along now. We're coming to Altoona, that big horseshoe curve. Harrisburg. Pittsburgh and Vicksburg. Vicksburg, that's me. Down by the station early in the morning. See the little pugger bellies all in a row. See the station master turn the little handle. Chug, chug, poof, poof, off they go. Chug, chug, poof, poof, off they go.
my, 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 my. Listen at that rhythm train, boy. Boy, I've had all them hobos all set under them rods. Even only number one and all them cats. <laughs> yeah, man. All aboard for Pittsburgh. Harrisburg. All the boys. Oh boy, you can't ride this train. Cannot beat Satchmo. Man, I love Louis Armstrong. Yes, yes, yes. All right, so that was Hobo, You Can't Ride This Train. And that comes from disc one from Louis' complete RCA Victor recordings. Uh, that's a, as Louis would say, a good old good one for you. <laughs> uh, before that, we heard something completely different the great bill frizzell uh with a track called gone just like a train from his album by the same name and if you dig that then you may actually dig going back through our archives at the dr jazz podcast we have a i believe it's a three-part bill frizzell spotlight um, really talking about all of Bill's great artistry and stellar recordings as a sideman and as a leader. So 
if you dig some Belfrizel, check that out. Before that, we heard the great Slim Gaylord with Down by the Station. And it sounds just like a little kid's tune, and I think that's just fantastic. And that also, like we said before, comes from the Chronological Classics series. Such a great series. All the 78s um, that these cats recorded were put chronologically in order, uh, and you can't beat that. That's just so good. And that comes from Slim Gaylord's Chronological Classics 1947 through 1951. Before that, we heard The Last Train from Overbrook, which featured Johnny Griffin, the little giant, along with Eddie Lockjaw Davis from their album Blues Up and Down. And they have a whole series of albums together, uh, Battle Stations and... All those great, great albums. There's even one that's dedicated to Thelonious Monk. Um, You cannot go wrong when you listen to the tenor, uh, two-front tenor uh, front line of Johnny Griffin and Eddie Davis. So, um, yeah, and that's just another great one. Blues up and down. Uh, Before that, we started off the set with another Dixie Flyer kind of homage, if you will. Uh, We ended the last set with the great Bessie Smith with Dixie Flyer Blues. But we started this set with Dixie Flyer Sam by the great uh, cornetist Johnny Dunn, D-U-N-N. And uh, that comes from his album Cornet Blues. And Johnny Dunn is um, one of those rare folks that uh, a lot of even avid jazz listeners really don't know a lot about. Um, It's kind of like Jimmy (laughs) O'Brien. You know, there's another cat that not a lot of folks know about. Um, I mean, now some folks may know about like Freddie Keppard and Jimmy Noon and stuff like that, but then you've got like a whole nother sub-level that people are like, who? That's amazing music. So... You're welcome. Now, if you're trying to sit there and jot all of these down or type them as you're listening to the podcast, there is no need to do that. I'm going to save you the trouble of typing away or jotting little chicken scratches down on a, on a post-it note. All you got to do is go to our website, and that website is Dr. Jazz Podcast, D-R-J-A-Z-Z Podcast dot WordPress dot com. And there you can find information on every single episode of the Dr. Chaz podcast. And what's great is that you can even go to the sidebar and you can go from month to month, year to year. So if you go, okay, I know it was May of 2021. Well, bam, there you go. Here's our information about our episode with trains. So, and every track is listed with the album art and the artist. And that way, you know exactly what you're getting should you want to go out and purchase this music. Because, let's be honest, the music industry needs your help. You know, all the artists and the, their estates, you know what I mean? Their great-grandchildren, their grandchildren, etc. <sighs> they need people to purchase the music. So, if you have the ability to do so, please do so and support these artists. Remember, 
I'm not making any money on this. So <laughs> I am not seeing a dime. In fact, I'm actually having to pay a subscription in order to present this podcast to you because I believe in these artists and this music so much and the joy and happiness that it can bring. So there you have it. Now, that being said, you can find the Dr. Jazz podcast wherever you find all of your podcasts, whether that's SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, all those places uh, that you find podcasts, we're there. Um, so please share it with your friends. You know, what's we're, uh, that's our whole mission is to spread joy, information, and love through the power and the majesty of jazz music. So there you have it. <laughs> um, okay, so enough of the PSA uh, about our podcast. Uh, we do appreciate you listening. And we're going to get this next set started with the great piano of Mead Lux Lewis playing Honky Tonk Train Blues. Do not go anywhere. You're listening to the Dr. Jazz Podcast. Thank you. 
got a gal who lives up on the hill. If she doesn't love me, I know who will. How long, baby? How long? How long? If I could holler like a mountain giant, go up on the mountain and call my baby back. How long? How long? How long?
Right, so that was Locomotive from 1954. Carly Russell on the bass, Ray Copeland on the trumpet, Art Blakey on the drums, Frank Foster on the tenor saxophone, and the great Thelonious Monk on the piano. And the composer of that tune, that's right, Monk wrote Locomotive. And while most people will gravitate towards the Columbia version with Charlie Rouse, and I love Charlie Rouse, but this is from the 1954 prestige record, Monk. So, super cool. And the first half of the record features Frank Foster playing tenor with Monk, and the second half features the great Sonny Rollins. So definitely an album to check out if you have not checked that album out yet. Before that, we heard Last Train Home from the great guitarist and composer and NEA jazz master, I might add, Pat Matheny, who actually composed that tune. Uh, and that is with the Pat Matheny group from their album Still Life Talking. Um, that one I'm dedicating to my buddy Keith because... If the if the train podcast didn't catch him, then that one <laughs> that one will. <laughs> he is a super big, super big Pat Metheny fan. I'm not sure which he's a more fan of, Pat Metheny or the Chicago Cubs. But regardless, uh, that one goes out to you, buddy. Um, yeah, and Still Life Talking is a fantastic album, and this is 
even though it's a more modern recording, definitely epitomizes all that a train has to offer with that same percussive element that Albert Murray was talking about that we alluded to earlier in the podcast. Super cool. We're going to touch on that in just a minute. Uh, Before that, we heard one of my favorite, favorite trumpet players in all of jazz, Tom Harrell. And we heard Train Shuffle from his 1993 album, Upswing, which features Bill Goodwin on the drums, Peter Washington on the bass, Danilo Perez on the piano, and a killer front horn line of Tom Harrell on the trumpet flugelhorn, the great Phil Woods on the alto saxophone, and the great Joe Lovano on tenor saxophone. And you have to say his name like that, Joe Lovano, because that's the closest you can sound to Joe. He is just so... Easy going, calling the spirits, man. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you gotta love, you gotta love J Lo. That's right. I'm talking about the first J Lo. Before there was Jenny from the block, there was Joe from Cleveland Circle. So there you go. Joe Lovano, man, killing it with Phil and with Tom Harrell. And luckily, I can say that I have had the honor of seeing all three of those dudes live. Killer, man. Killer, 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 killer. All right. Before that, we heard How Long Blues by the great Count Basie and his orchestra with Jimmy Rushing, Mr. 5 by 5 on the vocals. Now, why did I include that? There's no train in that title. I mean, so far, we've had like Choo Choo, Chattanooga Choo Choo, Dixie Flyer, which is a railroad, blues, Gone just like a train down by the station, you know, uh, train shuffle, blue train, right? Hobo, you can't ride this train. So there's been like a theme until we got to How Long Blues. Now, why in the world did I include that? Because that train is a central element in that blues song. How long? How long? Baby, how long has that evening train been gone? How long? You know, and it, 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 it's just, it keeps going, and it's like the central theme that comes back with, when are you coming back? Baby, when are you coming back? So, there you go. And Basie, coming from Kansas City, is lined directly up with the blues, you know. Um, <laughs> and, it, it, I mean, that's the other thing, is if you want to talk about the blues and trains, Man, Albert Murray is your guy. Stomping the blues. His book, you know, and um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I cannot preach Albert Murray enough. You know, he's, he's, he's a great writer. And he also, you know, believes that, you know, that jazz musicians have epitomized that spirit of, of exploration and freedom like a, a pioneer, you know, in fact, I, I believe he said that jazz musicians, when they're improvising and, and searching in real time uh, for things that fit and things that are interesting, are truly like a pioneer incarnate. So, there you go. Um, so, yeah, How Long Blues by Count Basie and his orchestra. And then we started off the set with the fantastic Mead Lux Lewis. 
and that track was Honky Tonk Train Blues. And that comes from the complete Blue Note recordings of Albert Ammons and Mead Lux Lewis. Um, man, uh, just a killer, killer boogie-woogie piano player. And there is some video of him and uh, Ammons and Lewis dueling it out. And, it, oh my God, it's just fantastic. There's even a great video uh, with Lena Horn. That's right, Miss Sexy Lena Horn, sitting there saying that, you know, it's like this dream, you know, that, that she has. She falls asleep in this dream, and she gets to talk about and uh, Ammons and Lewis and their song Boogie Woogie Dream, and they perform it on dueling pianos, and it's just incredible. So if you haven't checked that out, YouTube that. Um, but, yeah, so real quick before I get back into the next set, what I wanted to kind of touch on was just uh, how percussive, you know, like that thing that Albert Murray uh, said before, that trains are the definitive percussive emphasis in jazz. Well, I couldn't agree more, because if you listen to the the left hand of the boogie woogie of Meadlux Lewis, you hear that... And the guitarist later copied that exact same boogie woogie style uh, of the left hand of the boogie woogie piano players. But what that left hand is supposed to signify is, you know, the train and the wheels, right? Going chicka 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 chicka. And then, you know, the right hand of the piano with all the riffs and the blues things are supposed to represent like the bells that you hear at stations. Later, as we got into, you know, more big bands and things like that, then what you heard was like the saxophones and the reeds uh, really make that kind of whistle call from the trains, you know, as specifically in like those, those chords that train whistles, you know, can actually, you, you can hear the chords within the train whistles. Now, what's really interesting is that it evolved from just like a left hand thing or a saxophone thing or a little bell thing for the right hand into a full blown jazz statement. So even with Pat Metheny, you hear the brushes of the drum in Last Train Home going and it sounds just like a train clipping down the track. And you have that already emoting this image of like a train and then with the melody that Pat Metheny has as he's playing, you can almost sense that there's a story there. It's the last train home, meaning they're far away from home. So they're obviously looking out a window and going through the memories or the mental photographs of their journey on where they've been before they're on the last train home, which they're on. So it, it, it's really evoking just certain rhythms. And that being said, take even the typical shuffle rhythm. That almost sounds like a train, and that's exactly what Tom Harrell was up to 
with the train shuffle. You know, he was using that shuffle rhythm uh, as a, a to emote ideas of a train. So, and that's the same deal with the kind of disjunct rhythms that Thelonious Monk was using on his composition Locomotive, right? Is that it's almost like the wheel's just starting to turn and just getting going and just getting out of the station, right? Uh, it's almost like a slow train, if you will. Um, but, I mean, it doesn't have to be just the percussive elements. It could be just the uh, the thematic material, you know? Hobo, you can't ride this train. Um with Bill Frizzell's gone just like a train. It's almost like a creepy train, you know, with that weird uh, delay effect, vibrato phaser thing that he has going on with his guitar. But I mean, at the same time, you still have a lot of those musical elements that can be used, just like what Eddie, Eddie Lockjaw Davis and, and Johnny Griffin did from the last train from Overbrook. And then, of course, you have certain things that not only talk about trains but then they also had the sound effect of trains like what we heard with Bessie Smith and the Dixie Flyer Blues you know and and of course Glenn Miller having an entire big band was able to do that with Chattanooga Choo Choo and you even heard the the Barry sax or the bass saxophone in Frankie Trumbauer's Choo Choo using that boom boom and the other and the when you actually combine the if you if you take the single individual parts out of it. They wouldn't sound like a train, but it's the combination effect. Just like you can have wheels, but there's wheels on cars, there's wheels on bikes, right? But it's the wheels in conjunction with the 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 steel beams that keep them all together and keep going in that motion to keep the wheels turning, the the coal you know the 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 fuel to keep it going, uh, and and personally, I find it odd that don't you that the head of a train is called a conductor, just like the head of like an an orchestra, right, is called a conductor. So I find a lot of these similarities interesting. Um, but yeah, so these are things to talk about. You know that that would be a perfect coffee talk for uh, Mike Myers. It's like. A conductor is both the head of a train and an orchestra. Discuss. All right, so enough of that. Uh, let's get back to another set of music. Uh, we got some really cool music coming up for this one, so don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Dodger Jazz Podcast. <laughs>
Lexington, Atchison, Topeka, and Santa Fe. Show your tickets, please. Do you hear that whistle down the line? I figure that it's engine number 49. She's the only one that'll sound that way on the Atchison, Topeka, and the Santa Fe. See the old smoke rising round the bend. I reckon that she knows she's gonna meet a friend. Folks around these parts get the time of day from the Atchison, Topeka, and the Santa Fe. Here she comes. Ooh. Hey, Jim, you better get the rig. Ooh. She's got a list of passengers that's pretty big, and they'll all want lifts to Brown's Hotel. Cause lots of them been traveling for quite a spell All the way from Philadelphia On the Atchison, Topeka and the Santa Fe
when you see me leaving, hang your little head and cry. So that was Railroad Blues, because, duh. But um, <laughs> this is one of those artists I was alluding to earlier that, you know, might be one of those uh, off-the-radar artists that you might not have heard of. But, I mean, that's such an enjoyable blues with a nice, tight group, you know. And that is none other than Skeets Tolbert. That's right, I cannot make this name up. So it's Skeets Tolbert. And his Gentleman of Swing. And it comes from the Chronological Classics series, 1931 to 1940. Uh, features Carl Taddy Smith, Otis Hicks, Lim Johnson, Red Richards, Clarence Easter, Fred Jefferson, Hubert Petaway, and Al Hall. Uh, it was recorded on, let's see, it was July 5th. 1939. So, there you go. Man, and, and it's just such a good thing. And, you know, Skeets Tolbert was a great sax player um, and a great band leader, even though he had very minimal output out there. Um, but, yeah, so there you go. Before that, we heard Train Whistle from none other than the great David Murray from his 1987 album, New Life with the David Murray Octet. And uh, that featured David Murray uh, as composer, tenor saxophone player, uh, bass clarinet player, and producer. John Purcell on the alto saxophone. Wilbur Morris on the bass. Ralph Peterson on the drums, R.I.P. Bakita Carroll on the trumpet. Adagoke Steve Colson on the piano. And Hugh Reagan on the trumpet as well. Um, to me, it not only evoked thoughts and sounds uh, of a train, but there was like a touch of Mingus going on in there too. So it's pretty cool, you know. Um, hopefully you dug it as well. Some great David Murray. Uh, before that, we heard on the Atchison, Topeka, and the Santa Fe, a great tune composed by Johnny Mercer. And that was performed by the great Louis Prima from his Chronological Classics album, 1945. Uh, if you're not sure why Louis Prima's name may raise a flag or sound slightly familiar, let's put it this way. Um, if you've heard Jump, Jive, and Wail by maybe the Brian Setzer Orchestra. If you've heard Hey Boy, Hey Girl on TV commercials. Um, if you've heard Sing, Sing, Sing by the Benny Goodman Band or the Chips Ahoy commercials (laughs) or anything like that, uh, if you've ever seen the cartoon version of The Jungle Book, then you know Louis Prima. You just didn't know you knew Louis Prima. 
uh, because he is responsible for all of those things. <laughs> he is an incredible um, composer, entertainer, trumpet player, and vocalist from the great city of New Orleans, Louisiana. Um, and man, Louis Prima is, he's one of the wildest, craziest cats. He had a great act for years with the Keeley Smith and, uh, Sam Butera. Yeah. And, um, that old black magic. That's another great one. Um, but yeah. And I mean, Louis Prima is, is it. And, um, he's got such uh, great, great, great songs. Bonacera is another good one, too. It just kind of bops and hops, you know. Uh, but once again, hopefully you'll check out some more Louis Prima. So there you go. But this is on the Atchison, Topeka, and the Santa Fe, which is a real, you know, uh, railroad. It's like the, the B&O, the Baltimore and Ohio. That's a, the B&O railroad. That's another, the, the Reading Railroad. You know, and all the other railroads from Monopoly. So, no, no, but in all seriousness, right? Um, it, it gets to a point where you actually are, are making hits, American hits from American composers uh, by American musicians about American railways, you know? And um, there's something to be said there because it, it's completely American and... Uh, Americans, specifically African Americans, are the ones who were uh, the, the. It was on their backs and their sweat and their toil and their labor that we were able to use the railway system. So you know, there you go. Um, we wouldn't have had near the infrastructure that we did in this country without railroads. And that's really thanks to a lot of the hard work of the, you know, African-American uh, men who, who really put in all those hours driving those nails in with those hammers. And uh, a lot of those tracks are still up today. So there you go. Think about that. Uh, before that, we heard Night Train. It's also known as Happy Go Lucky Local, but we're just including it because it's a swinging track and it says train. So there's a there's a few just like that, you know what I mean? And it's not by none other than the Oscar Peterson trio. So how could you go wrong with that? It's Oscar and Ray Brown. Come on, you know. Um, and then we started off the set with probably my favorite instrumental encapsulation of what a train sounds like. We heard Mystery Pacific by none other than the great Django Reinhardt. Now, I am a huge Django fan, uh, especially his work with Django and Stefan Grappelli, but you really heard just from the intro what Django's guitar could do to sound just like a train. The whistles, the chugging, the, the, the acceleration of the tempo everything that was Django and keep in mind he only had two fingers that really worked on his left hand because of a burn fire from his caravan you know so yeah that's incredible incredible that he could do all that and that's why he's a legend you know and will be forever so the great Django Reinhardt all right so we have one more set coming for you 
Uh, we do hope you've dug this spotlight on trains and jazz. Um, remember, you can find the Dodger Jazz Podcast wherever you find your podcast: SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple Podcast, wherever. And please share with your friends if you dig it. Don't forget we have more podcasts available that you can go back and check out the archives. Uh, if you feel inclined, please leave a, uh, you know, like a, a, a review on Apple Podcasts. That would help us out a good bit. Um, and feel free to write us, by the way. We always, 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 always love hearing from our listeners. So uh, even if it's just to drop in a quick note and say hi. So we'd just like to know that somebody's listening, you know. Uh, so And don't forget to check out the website so you get all this information and you can purchase this music if you're interested. So, And that website, one more time, is Dr. Jazz Podcast, D-R-J-A-Z-Z Podcast, no spaces, right, dot WordPress. Com. So there you go. All right. We got one more set. I hope you really dig it. Thank you so much for listening. Here we go.
the midnight choo-choo leaves for Alabama. I'll be right there, I've got my fare. When I see that rusty-haired conductor man, I'll grab him by the collar and I'll holler, Alabama, Alabama, that's where you stop your train. That brings me back again, down home where I'll remain, where my honey lamb am. I will be right there with bells when that old conductor yells, all aboard, all aboard, all aboard for Alabama.
Started it off with The Train and the River, one of the very first jazz songs I really got into. And that's by none other than the great Jimmy Jufri with the Jimmy Jufri 3. Uh, it's written and arranged by Jimmy Jufri, and it features him on clarinet, baritone, and tenor saxophone, the great Jim Hall on guitar, and Ralph Pena on the bass. Hmm, good stuff. Also the opening act for the Newport Jazz Festival on the film Jazz on a Summer's Day, which has been redone, and I highly, highly, highly suggest that one. After the train in the river, we heard John Zorn. That's right. If you know me and you know this podcast, you know if there's an even an inch of, of a way that I can throw in some Zorn, I'm going to do it. We heard Train to Tianzhen. Uh, from John Sorn's beautifully gorgeous melodic album, The Gift, which features Mike Patton and Dave Douglas and so many others. Uh, It's really uh, a killer album, and it features a lot of what would eventually become the Dreamers group, you know, uh, Jamie Saft, Mark Rebo, etc. So definitely, that's not even the best track on the album, so Train to Tienson. Uh, after that, we heard just the song Trains by the great Steps Ahead featuring Victor Bailey on the bass, Michael Brecker on the iwi and the tenor sax, Hiram Bullock on the guitar, Peter Erskine on drums, uh, Kenny Kirkland on synthesizers, Chuck Loeb on acoustic and electric guitars, and Mike Minieri, the group's leader on synth vibes and keyboards and he wrote the song trains so comes from their album magnetic from 1986 after that we heard when the midnight choo-choo leaves for alabama (laughs) from 1938 and um that's by tommy dorsey and his clambake seven believe it or not and then we ended with probably the most famous train song of all time, Billy Strayhorn's Take the A-Train, to which there's a story that he almost that he threw away that song after he wrote it because it sounded too much like a Fletcher Henderson arrangement. 
And luckily, the story goes, Mercer Ellington, Duke Ellington's son, fished it out of the trash and said, Are you kidding? This 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 looks great. And it became the theme song for the elegant Duke ever since. So, uh, thank you so much for listening. We do appreciate it. Uh, hopefully, you have really dug our spotlight on trains and jazz and how it is truly the definitive percussive emphasis in jazz according to albert murray so either way we've had fun we hope you have fun have had fun doing this um and uh hopefully you found some new tunes that you like and if not then hopefully you found some familiar ones that you hadn't heard in a while so because remember we're here to help cure whatever it is that ails you so that's what we do here on the dr jazz podcast so please share with your friends check out the website drjazzpodcast.wordpress.com uh feel free to leave any kind of review or like or whatever you know um i'm never one for like begging for that sort of thing like other folks are so if you really honestly and earnestly dig it then go ahead and, and like it or write a review and we would appreciate it and uh, lastly, don't forget to write us. We'd love to hear from all y'all. So um, it's nothing but love and positivity here So from this corner. So make sure um, that if you've got some, some ideas for shows or anything constructive, absolutely, feel free. We'd love to hear from you. Um, that being said, thank you again so much for listening. And as we always like to close with the famous words of Duke Ellington, we do love you madly. And until next time. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Y'all be good now, because in jazz, we trust.